illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother the Beach. Beach, how are you doing this evening? You know, I'm a little hoarse from the game yesterday, and and I was just thinking, you know, I not only I I directed the hell out of that uh, dynamic lipid thermal immersion, you know. You're a deep frying son of a bitch. I was yesterday. I don't. Uh, I you know you know everybody sees you at the grill putting their their sandwiches together and and all the glory, and I'm up there just busting my ass on the deep fryer and everybody just sees it in the little tray not thinking who how in the hell it gets there they probably just think like some magic fairy puts it in the tray but it's me well that's half right because <laughs> you. you're, you're not you're not magic <laughs> hey you know I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> uh, anyways that was funny all right I, I might not be able to get a girl but you know well I was you say, still I can't get a girl. <laughs> the only the only sex I have is with another is with a guy. I mean, it's me. <laughs> oh boy! The purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk Beaver Sports tailgate and anything else we find interesting and funny every week. Or inappropriate. Uh, completely inappropriate. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any other podcatcher. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, or check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. You know, I haven't looked to see how many uh, fans we're up to, how many likes on Facebook we have. Do you know? I, I think I thought we popped 500. Does that Let's, sound right? Yeah, I'm trying to look here, see if it tells me. I don't know if it tells me going this way. You, you know, I was I was telling somebody else. So I I dare to guess 
that we are probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, non-corporate tailgaters at Oregon State. Yeah. So we've got 513 likes and 520 people follow us. I don't understand. I, I So you can follow without liking? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, All right. Interesting. Yeah. I wish they'd like us. <laughs> and not just like us, but like like us. Yeah, kind of like, you know, the whole uh, Sally Field thing. So, Well, you know who likes us? Who likes us? Ray Beach, because he sent us another email. Awesome. <laughs> I'm beginning to like Ray. I might even like Ray better than Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. All right. Ray says, gentlemen, I have never wanted to beat a team so badly in my life until what I saw after the game tonight. After seeing those ass clowns do snow angels on our 50 and the fans in section 121 gloating about how much money they'll make, after leaving the Pac-12, rage. Find out who those players were. They deserve the asshole of the reek award. Ray. Well, we don't necessarily give an asshole of the week award, but we do give an award out. So we'll we'll see what that is when it comes up. Yeah, I I was I was I'm I'm right there with Ray. I was disgusted by that. I you know I so there was a fan behind us uh, where we were sitting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's drunk, stupid, an ass, or a combination of all three. Was he a Beaver fan or an SC fan? He, he was an SC fan. Now, we had some SC fans in front of us that were just fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, Little Ribbing's fine. There's no reason to be rude to everybody. We're all just there to watch a good game. And 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 I I told several people before the game, you know, and I think uh, I mentioned to Bruce, I mentioned to Joe. I said, you know, I just want to see. I think we can be a very competitive team and I want to see a really competitive game. I'd like us to win, but I'd like to see just a really good game. Um, and, and we saw a great game on Saturday. I mean, I thought it was, we, you know, there was airs. There's, there's a lot of things we can bitch and complain about, but for the most part, it was a darn fun game to watch. And, I agree. uh, I yeah, agree. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the blowouts, you know, while sometimes it makes you, sleep easy at night, you know, but that's not what sport is about. Sport is about two teams competing one-on-one and one finding out who's better than the other, at least on that given Saturday. But, um, but anyway, this jackass behind us, he, uh, it's so coach Rooker from, from Glencoe high school always said to prove it on the, you prove it on the field or, or, you know, you prove it on the scoreboard. And when you win, you know, I can understand a guy who, lost being upset making some rude comments right because you feel inadequate right but when you're the winner you don't need to say anything it's already been said for you on the field if if you're the fan of that team and he sits there and he stands there and and i just turned around it was he wasn't directed at me but he's directed some people behind me and he's like bye-bye drive safe bye-bye drive safe and i'm like what's wrong with you you won the game you can you can simply say, hey, you know, you guys had a hell of a competitive match there. You know, it was sweating bullets until the end. You know, I mean, that would be a courteous thing to say, but he was just a jerk. And I mean, and everybody around him wanted to thump him. I mean, he did it to everybody. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? And then those jackasses come out right after that. Those those jackass students come out and and do. I don't know if it's Snow Angels. If well, 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 there. we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Okay. Anyway, I just don't know why people have to be assholes. You know, especially when you're the winning side. Anyway, so there you go. 
Where are we at, Billy? All right, Beads. Well, let's move on to a little Beaver sports news. Yeah, we, we got to stay on the itinerary this week because we kind of blew it all the hell last week. I know. So first up <laughs> is women's volleyball. Oh, women's volleyball, Billy. But there's, you know, again, I like a good butt, but I hate when you give me a butt. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure there's going to be a butt in this one. You talk about staying on staying on track here. People were laughing last week. I had a couple of people talking to me about, yeah, all of a sudden you're entering up and you hadn't done your picks yet. And I was like, I know, I got, I got all off track. It was crazy. All right, Beach, women's volleyball. The Oregon State volleyball team fell to Oregon in four sets in front of a record crowd of 1,989 students on Wednesday night at Gill. Then, Beach, they were trailing by five midway through the fourth set, and it seemed as though Cal would escape Gill Coliseum with their first road win in the series since 2019. But... The Oregon State volleyball team had other ideas as the Beavs mounted a furious comeback to defeat the Golden Bears in five sets on Friday night. Freaking Kikoski's ass. There you go. The Beavs are now 6-6 six and six overall, 1-1 one and one in the Pac-12, and they enjoy a much-needed breather returning to the court at Gill uh, next Friday at 7 against the Arizona Wildcats. Hmm. So Whenever I think of the Wildcats, I always think of speed. Yeah, I know. Where he keeps calling her Wildcat? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Wildcat driver of yours. Yeah, Santa yeah. Bullock. That was one for first major roles. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves became an action star at that point in time, yeah. too. Yeah. All righty. Uh, next up, Beads, a little women's soccer. Uh, you know, we saw the ladies' soccer team uh, on Saturday before the, or kind of during the tailgater. They were yeah. out there practicing. They were practicing. And actually, Greg and I saw them doing some walkthroughs. Friday morning when we were putting up the tent before they played Friday night and beach. What's a walkthrough Billy? I know what it is for football. I'm not sure what they do for soccer. Is it walking through a play? That's what we do for football. Yes. That's what football is. Okay. I just, you know, it seems like with soccer, I, I, know. I don't know. I mean, I know there's, I know there's some finesse in soccer. It just seems like a bunch of people out there kicking a ball. I, I know somebody that knows soccer. <laughs> And they said they were uh-huh. probably doing walkthroughs. And I was like, okay, I don't know what a soccer walkthrough would be, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. So, Beach, a 70th-minute goal by Washington State's Sidney Studer was a difference in a 1-0 contest in the league opener for Oregon State at Paul Lorenz Field on Friday night. Oregon State is now 4-3-3 overall, 0-1 in the Pac-12, and they will return to the field this Thursday, September 29th, against USC. Kickoff at Paul Lorenz Field is set for 7 p.m. Let's hope they kick the hell out of the Trojans. Yeah. Bust those Trojans. Yeah, sons of bitches. All right. Next up, a little men's soccer. Okay. Javier Armas scored two goals as the Oregon State men's soccer team took down number 11 Denver 2-1 to one Tuesday evening in Denver, Colorado. Now, nice. the, now the Beavs will open Pac-12 play on September 29th when they visit UCLA. Um, where are they ranked at if they took out number 11? I don't know. Let me look up. I, I don't have it. The article I read did not say that they were ranked. So let's look at NCAA soccer rankings and see what it says. Division one soccer rankings. Washington's ranked two. Stanford tied for fifth. Oregon State. Uh, UCLA is 20. Oregon State is not in the top 25. Mm. Um, and they are not even in the others receiving votes category. Mm. 
So they lost a lot of guys last year from last year's squad. So we'll see how they do. Yeah. Um, let's hopefully they'll have some success. Yeah. I don't even know what their overall record is right now. Cause I didn't write that down. Let me look. Let me look here. Let me clear my throat. No, 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 no. So it looks yeah. like looks like they lost their first two, but then won their second two. So that's good. So there you go. All right. Uh, lastly, Beach, we'll have a little bit of cross country sports news. Yeah. Aline Gola placed three Oregon State runners at the Dellinger Invitational, finishing 38th in the highly competitive field, where her two teammates each placed in the top 60. Now, the Beavs did not have a scoring team of five runners competing, but Gola, Gabby Peterson, and Emily Foote moved up throughout the race and finished in comparable spots to scoring athletes on the second to fifth place teams. I, I don't understand what you just said there, Billy. So basically, they didn't have five runners that were scoring at the meet. So their team score wasn't calculated. Okay. You, you, have, to have, the, uh, you have to have five in order to count the team score. Correct. So they were just going for individual scores. Correct. But the okay. way, but the way they uh, moved up and finished, they would have been somewhere between second to fifth place. So they did well. Yeah. Good. Yep, yep. I don't know a lot about cross country, but. Yeah, just yeah. You know, I always go back to the Back to the Future Three comment where you know I just run for fun. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> doesn't make sense. All right, Beach. Uh, last up, this isn't really football news, but it's Reeser Stadium news. It's coming along well. It is coming along well, and you know they added a new uh, temporary full sound system um, for the rest of the season. They did that for the last game, and you know we could actually hear the music and the announcer last week. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it was kind of nice. So, Beach, those freaking temporary lights on the other side are blinding, though. Well, Beach, it was just announced last week that Reeser Stadium will feature new lighting for the 2023 season as part of the completing Reeser project that will make it a national best in class football facility with year round programming and facilities for all OSU students, faculty and staff. Now, Oregon State is partnering with Musco Lighting and switching from metal halide bulbs to LED fixtures throughout Reeser Stadium. It will allow for instant on off flashing programmed light movements and also use lower amounts of energy for games. You know, LEDs use like a fraction compared oh, yeah. to the to normal regular. halogens. And, Especially and, metal halide bulbs. And, you know, when those things go out, it takes them forever to warm back up again. Mm-hmm. So this will be well, instant and, and, on off. So they'll well, be able to the flash heat, them. They also generate a lot of heat and potential fire. I remember we had one at work one time. This goes back a few years ago. Sucker uh, uh, blew up in the in the plastic case. Uh, melted the plastic down and caught my boss's chair on fire. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Beach, LED, uh, LED fixtures are the new standard for field lighting and allow for better field lighting for the student-athletes, fans, and TV coverage. The lights will be focused on the field rather than spilling out into the seating area, parking lots, and surrounding community. Well, that that's good because those ones that are up on the, the structure right now are freaking blinding straight yeah. at, uh, yeah, at the fans. <laughs> Once, once the sun went down and that wasn't blinding me, then the lights, the lights the are right there. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, hey, Billy. Yes, B. You hear that? I do. I do. All right. Hold on here. Hold on. 
Just Beach. This just in. Local Eugene meteorologists report sudden air pressure change early Saturday afternoon. The pressure quickly rose and then dropped back to normal for just a few seconds. They say no, no other anomalies have occurred and there should be no reason to be concerned. On an unrelated note, University of Oregon fans had a huge sigh of relief Saturday after the Duck game. Even though Oregon played like shit, Washington State was still able to choke like a cheap, slutty whore with flabby tits and a hyperactive gag reflex. Kooginit is still alive and well with the Blues. Freaking Kooks. This has been your Heinrich Tailgater updates from Eugene. Wow, that's an interesting description, Beach. Oh, wow. Well, with that, I think it's time to go under for the review for week number four in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. Oh, let's do that, Billy. What do we got? I I, I only saw two games. All right. Well, let's uh, see where we're at. And both sucked ass. Yeah. Okay. There there you go. (laughs) All right. So uh, heading into last week. Um, you and I were in first place over Kyle. I hate you, Kyle with 23 out of 31. Kyle was in third place with 20 out of 31. All right. So first up, all the games were on Saturday. First up beach. We had UCLA at Colorado. And I think we all went with bitch tits on this one because Colorado pretty much sucks. Yep. Zach Charbonneau ran for three touchdowns and Dorian Thompson Robinson threw for two more to power UCLA to its seventh straight win, a 45 to 17 route of winless Colorado on Saturday. The Bruins left Boulder with their first victory at Folsom field since 2014 and their longest win streak since winning their first eight games in 2005 under then head coach, Carl Durrell, who is currently the Buffaloes embattled leader. Now, freshman left-hand quarterback Owen McCowan, the son of longtime NFL quarterback Josh McCowan, made his starting debut for Colorado, which has now been outscored 173-47, to the first time in program history the Buffaloes have lost four consecutive games by at least 25 points. Jeez. Yep. We did watch a – did we watch a little bit of that? Oh, no, I think I saw some highlight reels. Yeah. And they just don't look good at all. Well, and they had to come out, and the, the athletic director came out, you know, with a vote of confidence behind the head coach. Right do you think that's a courtesy? Just to, do you I think just, that's just as a courtesy to last through the season? I don't think that's a good sign. A vote of confidence from the AD? From yeah. the when they have president? to come out and say, no, he still got her complete confidence. Well, that's not good. Yeah. They're even having to say it, so. <laughs> Shouldn't know. have to make a press conference to that. It should be, should be already assumed. Exactly. So we all got the win there. Up next, Beach. Oregon at Washington State. You know, they had one freaking – and, I mean, they had it. They they literally had it. Well – And they just imploded. We know what Coogan it is. Anyone Mm -hmm. that's uh, in the Pac-12 or really in the the Pacific Northwest knows what Coogan it is. And I always say it's – snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, right? And that's that's exactly that's what Washington is, State – yeah, and that's nor- what Washington State does. Normally it's, you know, snatching a victory from the jaws of defeat. Well, that's not Kuganit. Kuganit is snatching defeat from the jaws of victory because you're right there. You're yeah, going to win. You, you're going to win. You're, you're, 
I mean, haven't, haven't they lost? They've been up by like three scores and lose it in the last few minutes of the game. Yep. Well, Beach, <laughs> the Washington State Cougars couldn't hold a fourth quarter lead against the Oregon Ducks, giving up 22 consecutive points in the final three minutes and losing 44 to 41. Now, Wazoo was outscored 29 to 14 in the fourth quarter, including 22 to 7 in the final three minutes and 50 seconds. Oregon put the nail in the coffin with a pick six in the final minutes as Wazoo tried to complete a drive to either tie or win the game. And that's just <clears throat> Wazoo in a, in a nutshell right there. You, you know, it's it's almost like a curse, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so so sad. I mean, and I mean, and that was the start of a very shitty Saturday. Yeah. So Kyle picked up the win there because he actually went with Oregon when you and I went with Wazoo. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. Next up, Arizona at Cal. Uh, we all we all took Oski and the Bears on this one. Well, Beach, Jaden Ott ran for 274 yards and three touchdowns, and Cal opened Pac-12 play with a 49-31 victory over Arizona on Saturday. Now, Ott scored on a 73-yard run on the second play from scrimmage. An improbable 18-yarder in the third quarter after he'd appeared to be stopped for a short gain, and then another 72-yarder to ice it late in the fourth. Now, Ott had the third most rushing yards in school history, trailing only Javad's best 311 against Washington in 2008 and Jerry Drew's 283 against Oregon State in 1954. Mm. Now, for Arizona, Jaden Delora threw for 401 yards and two touchdowns for the Wildcats, who had no answers defensively and lost their 12th straight conference road game. Wow. Yep. They need to bear down a little more. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, Beach. We all got the win there. Up next, we have Utah at Arizona State. Ooh, I didn't hear the outcome of this game. Uh, We all picked the Utes, though. Yes, we did. Utah quarterback Cameron Rising threw two touchdown passes to tight end Talton Kincaid in the first quarter, and the Utes never looked back and dominated Arizona State in Sean Aguano's first game as the Sun Devils interim head coach, 34-13 Saturday night. Now, Utah amassed 462 yards in the game to ASU's just 267. The Sun Devils' beads were held to six yards rushing in the game. Wow. Freaking yeah. shut him down. Yep. So, and and I always go. I can't remember who who was the the famous coach that said it, but but uh, there there's only thing that, there's only three things that happen when you pass a ball, and two of them are bad. Yeah, this is true. So, this is true. So we all got the win there. Up next, Beach, we had Stanford at Washington. So and we all picked uh, we all picked the Huskies to uh, take out the Cardinal. So Beach, after f- quickly falling behind seventeen to seven in the first half due to horrible offensive line play, turnovers, and Washington's offense clicking, Stanford was unable to turn things around, and Washington defeated Stanford forty to twenty two. You know, Beach, who's playing really well for Stanford, is their quarterback, the uh, transfer from Indiana, Michael Penix Jr. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's playing really really well. Uh, let's see, he he had uh, he was twenty two of thirty seven through three hundred nine yards and two touchdowns. Um, 
Tua Papa, their running back, also had uh, 13 carries for 120 yards and a TD. They're just looking. They're looking a lot better than I thought they would. Hmm. Their their new coach is really getting that team turned around. So they're not they're not not able to win it yet, but they're they're soon well, to come together. They 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 beat Stanford. They're four and zero. So they're just that that team's looking a lot better than I thought they would. So and Stanford's just kind of a mess. Stanford's just a little bit of a mess. Hmm. All right, Beach. Last up, we have USC at. Oh wait, from so. We all got the win with UW there, so let's figure out where we're at the end of the week. Kyle had a perfect week going six for six. You and I went five. Or sorry, he went five. He, he went five, five for five. five. You and I went four for five. So he moves up a spot. He's now 25 out of 36, where you and I are still tied with 27 out of 36. Not, not I mean, this is a tight, this is a tight race. Tight. Yeah. All right, Beach. So the last game for us to talk about USC at Oregon State. Oh, okay, Billy, read, read, the, read the synopsis. Well, Beads, Jordan Addison caught Caleb Williams' go-ahead 21-yard touchdown pass with 113 left, and number 7 USC overcame a shaky performance for a 17-14 victory over Oregon State on Saturday night. The Beavers, vying to start 4-0 for the first time since 2012, took the lead on Jam Griffin's 18-yard touchdown run with 441 remaining. But Williams led an 11-play, 84-yard drive, and even scrambled on a fourth down that preserved it. He connected with Addison for their sixth touchdown of the season. Well, and Beach, I think a big there's the, the big story out of this was Chance no one throwing four picks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't think what people realize that last pick. So I, I watched some replay of the game today. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you? That last pick was actually partially deflected. That's why oh, it was so far over the uh, receiver's head. Oh, did not know that. Someone got a fingertip on it, and if you watch the ball, it definitely changes the trajectory, and that's why it kind of flew on him. They fingered it, huh, Billy? Just yeah, just got a finger on it. But and and uh, but all game long, I was saying that Chance Nolan didn't have his fastball that night. His no, passes I, weren't crisp. That that well, I'll tell you the. Again, you're gonna throw. You, you can't be a quarterback and not throw a pick once in a while. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Um. There was a uh, that one that he threw, and I mean, the, there was like five Trojans around. Mm-hmm. I mean, just massive coverage. That was just bad decision making right there. Like yeah. really, really bad decision making. Yeah. Um. But you know, you look at this, and it's like, well, we, you can blame him because you can see his failures, right? The the uh, an interception is an easy failure to see. But it's not on him. I mean, it, it, it's the whole team playing there. Yeah. You know, could have been a guy missed a block that would have gotten uh, broke away, uh, allowed a run back to to break away and get a touchdown. But he missed well, a block. Right? There's that one point there, where there, there, there's there always that, something. There was that one point where they had a completion down inside the 10 yard line that got called back on a holding call. Yeah. And then and then right after that, they got to delay a game call. And they went from being in scoring position to having to kick a long, trying to kick a long field goal that they missed. Yeah, exactly. You know, and really, to me, what they're not talking about the the we'll play the that won the game for Stanford, and I was not impressed not with Stanford USC. USC. So I'm sorry, I'm looking at Stanford on my screen uh, with USC. What I was not impressed with Caleb Williams as a quarterback for USC. I did. He only had one good pass all night in my book, and it was the last one that they scored on. That was a nice pass. 
He had a tight window to get it in there. He put it exactly where it needed to be. They had a guy coming underneath and a guy over the top, and he put that ball right where it needed to be to make the completion and score. The, and score. Well, but I didn't think for the rest of the game his arm looked that great. He looked kind of terrible. What he did do was was effectively get out of jams and wiggle out of tackles and sacks to pick well, up we, yards. We, well, and we were we were we were putting a lot of pressure on him, but it it just felt like we were there and we just couldn't put him on his back. Yep. And I well, don't know and, if those were mishold miss misholding calls or what. But he's pretty we, elusive. He's pretty elusive. He's pretty slippery. And really, yeah. Bead, you talk about not putting him on the back. The perfect example is that fourth down and six, what they converted Mm -hmm. because they had them fourth down and six on that drive where they ended up scoring to uh, take the lead and win the game. And if you watch it, the defense stopped him a yard short. Mm -hmm. They had him stopped, but they couldn't put him down. Watch that replay again. He's got about two or three big offensive linemen that come up and push the pyro forward and push him forward, you know, by two yards. So all of a sudden they have the first down. If the Bees could have dropped him right there, the game probably would have been over. You know, and, and but and I, I don't know who their uh, their uh, uh, defensive guy was. That one pick that they did right right at the close to the end zone. Oh, that was that, beautiful. That that I, I don't know who their player was on that, but you couldn't have. They defended that so incredibly well. That was beautiful catch and beautiful pick and oh yeah and, and uh, i'm all for giving the other guy credit you know when yeah, credit is yeah. due uh, uh what the other thing i was gonna say is the beaver defense played out of their minds the, the, the beaver defense oh. played incredibly well through that whole game now right right after they got that turnover inside the five yard line on that on that interception the beaver defense stuffed up mm-hmm. stopped them made a punt uh, made them do a tight punt out of their end zone and Gould returned it almost to the twenty yard line. Yeah, no, it was fan. It was beautiful. Yeah, the the defense was on it. Um, no, they they did well. They they stuffed USC down to uh, to a field goal that first drive. Yeah, first half. First half. Yeah, I mean they 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 once they got into the red zone, they were doing a fantastic job holding them. I agree. And you know, if so. you would have if you would have looked at that going into the game, and you would have said. USC's only scored 17 points. You'd be feeling pretty damn good walking out of there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching some of the uh, after-game press conference, and Brandon Kipper, who's big offensive lineman for Oregon State, tell you what, this game pisses the Beavers off. They they knew they had those bastards dead to rights, and they just didn't need to – they just didn't make the couple of plays they needed to 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 put them away. Uh, and they're pissed. Like I said, the potential sack, the the the, the potential breakthrough run, the yep. potential non-interception. And, yeah. any, and, one and, of those, and, any one of those things would have changed well, the outcome of that game uh, oh yeah. to our positive. And, and it's not like the Bees were getting lucky with things. No, they, they were, were playing. playing well. Yeah. They were playing well against a very athletic and good USC team. Yeah. If, if we play like this for the re- through the rest of the season, we're going to have a damn good record. I agree. I agree. And there's still, you know, for me, you know what I want to see the bees every year at the end of the, at the end of the season. Well, the dream is the Rose Bowl. There's one game I want to see them in and everything is still on the table. Mm -hmm. So, um, so USC hasn't, has USC played other than us? Have they played any strong competition yet? um, So USC has played, they played Fresno state last week. 
Okay. Um, but that's where uh, their quarterback got hurt. So they opened up with a game against Rice. Then they beat Stanford. And then they beat Fresno. So they're already two games into the pack. Yeah, but they still have one more. They have to play Notre Dame. Um, looks like the last game of the season. So right after uh, Thanksgiving, they play Notre Dame. Okay. So, and let's see, they play at Utah, but they don't play the Ducks. Hmm. So. Utah would be a good game, though. They've got at Utah. Oh, and they don't play Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a that's a lucky schedule. Yeah, but they've got Washington State coming up in two weeks, so. And they'll be, and hopefully Washington State is angry, and hopefully they've done their one coup for the year and they won't do it again. Yep. All righty, Beach. Uh, after that, but I, I will have to say if, you know, Oregon State went toe to toe with the number seven ranked team in in the in the nation, mm-hmm. and I think they took some pretty good shots from them, and they came out. It came out not looking too bad. So with that, let's talk about the Pac-12 in the polls. Okay. AP poll, USC moves up a spot to number six. Utah moves up a spot to 12. Oregon moves up two spots to 13. Washington moves up a number of spots to number 15. So we've got a 6, 12, 13, and 15. And then Washington State. Oregon State and UCLA are all in the others receiving votes category. Now, in the USA Today coaches poll, USC again at 6, Utah at 13, Oregon at 15, Washington at 18. And then in the others receiving votes category, you've got Oregon State, UCLA, and Washington State. And they are literally all right beside each other. Hmm. So, boom, boom, boom. Well, that's that says your that says the Pac-12 is actually being perceived as pretty strong. Yeah, so it's actually looking pretty good. You've got four teams ranked and three others receiving votes. So yeah, almost you know over fifty percent of the the league is getting some consideration for it. So that's mm-hmm. looking pretty good. It's awesome. All right, Beach. Well, as Ray alluded to earlier, it is now time to hand out the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, and just being a fan. And today, Beach, we are going to give it to those four USC players who decided to do whatever the hell they were doing out there on uh, the Beaver logo at midfield in Research Stadium after they won. So, I tried to find out who the players were. Mm-hmm. Now you can see them. I've seen video of them out there. There's actually like, um, somebody was out there videotaping them right at field level. So I don't know who it was gotcha. and you can see it, but, and I've got their numbers, but the problem is all of the numbers are duplicated. Oh, really? So I don't know. Like it was players numbers two, four, seven, and 19. But two but players were that. two, two players were four, two players were seven, and two players were nineteen. Wow! So and these were the starters or the or the the deep well, strikers. They're they're an offensive player and a defensive player, because that way they're never on oh. this field at the same time. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. So I don't know who they were. And they and don't put their names on the back of the USC jerseys. Does USC does not put their names exactly. They don't put the names on the back of their jerseys. So, yeah, but anyways, too expensive, can't afford it. 
Well, and it's just a classless thing, right? Well, you know, my, so my question was, did they do this at Stanford? Did they do this at Fresno State? Or was this something that they just decided to do today? Yes, on Saturday. I think it's something they decided to do Saturday. Um, I know their head coach, Lincoln Riley, was saying that was one of the um, most adverse um, stadiums he's ever played in. Really? Yeah, with all that noise just coming at him from one side. He said uh-huh. it was it was hard to play there. And, you know, it's probably the last time they're ever going to come to or- to Corvallis. True, true. You know, why would they ever come back? Nobody in the Pac-12. You know, it'll first be of all, int- First of all, they've been in the Pac-12, Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12 for 100 years, mm-hmm. right? About 100 years. They've only played Oregon State 80 times, right? Okay. 20 of those times have been in Corvallis. Wow. Yeah. So they do whatever they can to not come play in Corvallis. Weird. Yeah. Now they actually played, they played Oregon state one time, like up in Tacoma. What was there like something going on? I have no clue why they played up in Tacoma, but they did. But anyways, that was back in the early days. It makes you wonder if anybody will actually want to play the defectors. Well, I, I said, I mean, Oregon State probably would, but why would they want to come back to Oregon State? I mean, I wouldn't, you know, so, so I just but but that whole thing, I just don't understand what the hell they were doing and what the purpose was. Well, they were out it, there. Kind, someone like said the, snow so, angels. I've watched the video a couple times and they're just kind of flopping around and yeah, like wiping their ass on it is what I felt like. Well, I wouldn't say they were doing that, but they definitely weren't being um, respectful, courteous. Class. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah absolutely lack of class yeah so it just it just did Ju- juvenile yeah it was just stupid and you, you won the game mm-hmm. you'd won you, the game you, you proved it on the on the on the big ass scoreboard it, it had your yeah. number up there and it was higher than the other teams yeah it, well not only that but but uh so i'm watching here and it kind of looks like they're almost swimming i see kind of guys doing airplanes they're kind of laying on their bellies well so. and did, did they run back out there to it and then run back I think they did because from the video, yeah, there was nobody was, out there. No, there was nobody out there. Then you see him come out there, do that shit, and then they go back and run in. Yeah. And, and then I heard that some Oregon State fans threw some bottles and crap at him. And I don't know if they were throwing it at the team or just at those guys for being jerks. Probably at those guys for being jerks. But yeah. then I also heard that um, an Oregon State maybe student went up and tackled one of them. Oh, my God. It was awesome. But then that guy got arrested. Yeah, but that doesn't do any good well, either. No, no, I don't. Well, it wasn't one of the players. I don't understand. I don't know. We, I just, so this Oregon State player goes running. You can see him and he just tackles this dude and starts pounding on him. And, and this, the police are right there and they grab him and put their knee on his back. And, and, um, but that's and, a jackass and, move too. It, it was a jackass move, but I'm like, I didn't even know what he was, what he saw or who he was punching. Cause I mean, maybe the guy was a, a USC guy, but it didn't. He wasn't in USC clothing, at least not from what I could see. We were sitting pretty much at the 50-yard line about uh, about a third of the way up, I guess, is about where our seats yeah. were. So well, did, you, did you see where they put the band? Yeah, they put the USC band up in the corner. Yeah. I loved it. I thought the band wasn't there. Well, that's I, I didn't know the band was there. Be- there are two freaking songs. Duh, duh, yeah, I know. The Victory and, and Conquest. That's all they ever play. <laughs> and it was funny. I hate when their band comes 
Well, one, I hate dueling bands, right? Yeah. I just hate it. Let one band play, then let the other band play, right? I don't need to hear this cacophony of two bands playing at the same time, trying to play over top of each other. And USC is the worst for it. Mm-hmm. Because if the one band's playing, they'll just start playing to try and drown it out. It's like, quit being douchebags, right? So I was like, oh, man, USC didn't bring their band. You know, I, we don't have to have the dueling bands and their stupid two songs. The best thing I ever heard with the USC band was in 2000 when the Beavs ended up winning the game. But it was about halfway through, and the Beavs were ahead, but USC was kind of trying to hang in there. And they played their stupid song again. And the Oregon State Stadium announcer said, excuse me, do you guys take requests? <laughs> I just love that. I'm like, because they know two songs. It's all uh, they ever play. Well, but yeah, it wasn't until today I got up and saw that somebody posted a picture of them all the way up in the corner. Yeah, which and, – and so, I mean, their their sound wasn't carrying anywhere because you couldn't even hear where we were underneath yeah. them. That's um, great. So, yeah. It's, you know, I'm with you, though. I, I, I agree they shouldn't be dueling. The other thing that I don't like, and it depends on what stadium you go to, is when they park the bands right next to each other. Yeah. You know? I mean, if that's the case, park them on opposite sides of the field. Yeah. But, I mean, they do that at Oregon. Uh, the band, Oregon's band, is usually, I think, like right behind or right to the left of their end zone. And then they put the, the visitors right up and to the right. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get that. So, because it just, I don't know. I, I rather personally, I don't like to have a band come just because I think it's your home field. It should be the home field's band. That's my take. So. Yeah, I guess you need something for the cheerleaders to jump around to. Yep, pretty much. Jump around. But anyways, so for those players that decide to go, yeah, because my big problem with the beach, I I believe if you look at the video, there's nobody else on the field. No, there wasn't. So the the teams had cut, I think the teams had cleared the field, and those guys went back out with someone to film them. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where the, the video came from. Did, did you know, and I was going to throw this in there, my, my friend Becky, uh, she uh, was listening to one of our podcasts. I don't know if she regularly listens or, or was just catching one because I mentioned we were going to be talking about BYU and she's a fan. But she sent me an article. I didn't get a chance to read it before we recorded this. But I guess they uh, last year did, a, did an F the Mormons chant. Against oh, I wouldn't doubt the, it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't read the whole article, but essentially – it was the 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 backing of the article was um, that uh, BYU needs to be more aggressive in this stuff, stopping it, mm-hmm. than than to just allow them to 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 make those kind of chants. So, but anyway, yeah. So classless all the way around. Yep. Oh, sons of bitches. So for that, you USC players get this week's. <laughs> jackass of the week all right beach it is now time to move into our weekly musical interlude we are continuing with this year's theme of fire did, did you we keep getting hit on facebook for copyright infringement have you I know. noticed that yeah so do, do when people listen on facebook they get it cut out but if they listen to it on the other uh on the, other... On, the, on the podcast yeah well and facebook does it because uh They've got algorithms that go through and they pick up the song and they're like, oh, this copyright music's in there. You can't do it. And I'm not, I, I play the whole song, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why. But the problem is we don't monetize this. We're not making any money off it. So so at that point it's considered okay? It's fair use. Is that why, because I heard like when you go to like a baseball game, 
they'll only play like eight seconds of a song or something like that. Is that also the same reason? Probably. Okay. Yeah. I went out to the Volcanoes game one time and like they would only play a, a, a certain portion of the music before they would shut it off. Yeah. And it wasn't walk on music. It was just like, like, you know, getting the fans energized music and it'd be like, again, like maybe eight seconds, 10 seconds. And then it would, yeah. then it would stop. So anyways, beach. So this is my pick this week. And I'm going to kind of push the definition of fire out a little bit. Okay. Right. Cause you said fire, but I'm uh-huh. like, okay, fire. That's fine. But what does fire do? Burns. Ooh, burns. So beach, this is a song by the new wave band talking heads that was released in July, 1983 as the first single from their fifth studio album, speaking in tongues. Now, bassist Tina Weymouth said this song started from a jam. Um, One of the other players had just been to see Parliament Funkadelic in its full glory at Madison Square Garden, and he was really hyped. During the jam, he kept yelling, burn down the house, which was a P-Funk audience chant. And David, David Byrne, the lead singer, Mm -hmm. dug the line, changing it to the finished version, burning down the house. Mm. Now, Beach, when they were... Working up the song, and they kind of had the the basic music done, Byrne just began chanting and singing nonsense syllables over the music until he arrived at phrasing that fit with the rhythms, a technique that was uh, influenced by former Talking Heads producer Brian Eno. So he wasn't trying to really say anything. He was just making up words and and phrases that he thought kind of fit with the rhythm of the music. Okay. And that's where the song came from. Interesting. Yeah. So, and I'm a big Talking Heads fan. I've actually seen David Byrne himself in concert a couple times. Really? Very good shows. Yeah, very good shows. I saw him in Portland, and then I went and see him up again in Seattle. And uh, what I what I liked was he did a cover. I, I love bands or performers that'll throw in a cover. Yeah, uh, Guns N' Roses always did that. Almost every album they did a cover. Well, and they'll do it in their live shows. Aerosmith will do it in their live shows. I've seen Aerosmith do Mother Popcorn in concert. Really? You know, hot popcorn. You know, like the James James mm-hmm. Brown Mother Popcorn. Oh, yeah. Um, we've seen Van Halen do covers. Yeah. Yeah. And, Diver Down was almost all a cover. Yep. You and know, and the, Eddie's and, favorite, but it, it's a good album. And they'll do other songs. They'll just do a cover during, during live shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Byrne did um, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Really? Yeah, he starts playing this song, starts singing it, and I'm like, what the hell? I know this song. What is this? What is this? And then, you know, oh, I want to dance with somebody. He was like, oh, this is awesome. It was great. Well, I think, so, I, I think one, one of my favorite, Metallica has done, like, uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, in their, in right. their concerts. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so without any further ado, here are the Talking Heads with Burning Down the House. <laughs> You're my girl, what you after? Ooh, baby, 
So there you go, Beach. I just had to, like I said, push out the definition. I was going to say a little bit of a stretch, but we'll let it go. Well, you, I didn't even have to tell you. I go, what does fire do? Burns? Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> didn't even go. All right, Beach, it's now time to look at our week number five preview for the Pac-12. I've got my list here. Let me just get it so I can write things down. I got my paper here. I got my paper there. Got my pen. And let me open up Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. He sent us an email with his picks. All right. And first up, we have a game on Friday. Ooh, 7.30. We have Washington at UCLA. Washington has a bunch of Friday games this year. Yeah, because they uh, play. He's on a Friday. Yeah, that's in November, I think. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of odd that they got a couple of Friday games. Ooh, yeah. Washington at US, UCLA. Correct. Um, this is a toughie, but because it's at UCLA, which gives bitch tits an advantage. But the fact is, he's still bitch tits. So therefore, I'll take the Huskies. Taking you, Dub. Kyle says, I was really hoping for the Beavs. I was really hoping the Beavs are going to be 4-0 and a certain other team was going to be 2-2. Two two. A sad Saturday night. This is true, Kyle. Okay, watch it UCLA. He says, Huskies are good at home. UCLA. Oh, so he's taking UCLA. Thinking that they're only good at home. Mm-hmm. Well, Beach, I am too going to go with UW. I'm still not convinced UCLA is very good at all. And UW has been looking pretty good. Yeah. All right. On to next, Saturday. Next up, the rest of the games are Saturday. We have Cal at Wazoo. Wazoo. No questions. They will not coog it. So you're taking Wazoo. Kyle says, Cougs use their frustration from last week to put a whooping on Cal. And I, too, am going to take Wazoo. I was expecting Kyle to say, puts their frustration to coog it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beach. Next up, Colorado at Arizona. You know, I hope the people of Colorado, I hope the players really like their trip to Arizona. They get to see some sights because they ain't going to play for shit. I'm going to take Arizona. Taking Arizona. Kyle says, when are the Buffs going to get a win? Not this week, Arizona. (laughs) I, too, am taking Arizona. Colorado's just bad. They are just bad. Intramural team at the local community college might be able to beat them. Yeah, they're not very good. All right. Next up, Arizona State at USC. Well, Arizona, here's State's, what, Arizona State's, yeah. Here's yeah. what Kyle says. He says, I dislike USC right now, but they'll get this win. I'm going to go with Kyle on that. I gotta, I gotta go where they're gonna, they're they're gonna lose the next one. They're gonna win this one though. Yeah, I I agree. I'm taking USC also. Okay, next up, Stanford at Oregon. You know, sometimes Oregon has a lot of problems with Stanford. Yes, but this, I will. But but not this year and not at Austin. I'm gonna take Oregon. Kyle says, remember those times when Stanford would come in and get upset wins at Oregon? Not this time, Oregon. <laughs> and you I know, completely you, agree. You, you know, our, our segues to today, Billy, have been really, really good. And we didn't even have to plan it. Like, yeah. those lights suck. Well, Beach. Uh, 
it's been 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 a good 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 podcast so far. We're, yeah. we're like nailing and, it. And then coming up, Beach, not one of our picks, but we have obviously Oregon State at Utah. Now this game kicks off at eleven o'clock our time. Noon Salt Lake City, eleven a.m. for us on Pac-12 Network. Hmm. So, gotta be up and be ready to go. Okay. I'd. Uh, you know. Any thoughts? We might not have been able to take out number seven, but I think we can take out number thirteen. Well, I you know I hope the Beavs use that as fuel. Yeah, we. we I think. We, we were never out of – I mean, we were in the game. We were leading the game all the way till the very end, even with a few errors and and that. And yeah. if, if you only lose by three points with that many interceptions, you fine-tune your quarterbacking, you, you execute your – you continue to execute well on defense, you continue to put some plays together on offense, you're going to win those games. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll get some players back. I haven't heard anything about uh, Musgrave. I, I, that one really worries me because they're not giving any timetables. No, and they're, what, and they're, what? they're not even saying what he did. I was going to say, what, was it during a game? It was during the Fresno State game. And he just, he, but we don't know if it was a shoulder or a knee or an ankle or anything. Or a back. Huh. Yeah. Did you see the hit or did you? Did you... Yeah, it happened down near the end zone right before the Beefs scored to win the game. Huh. And it's just, it's, yeah. They haven't said anything, and they're not giving it. It's like, did, uh, he'll be out for he, a little bit. Did he walk out on his own? Yeah, but he was obviously in some discomfort. Okay. Hmm. So, And get Trey Lowe back. I think he's a good change of place back. Although, I have to say that Jam Griffin, number eight, mm-hmm. has been looking great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I, like I said, I just, uh, I don't think, uh, rising is as good of, and has as much escapability as Williams for USC. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the, uh, the defense can put something to that and we'll just see, um, you know, who's, who's Utah, uh, Utah lost to Florida, but then they've beaten Southern Utah, San Diego state and Arizona state. So we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, I like the beef's chances. I, I do too. I think again, uh, much like I thought last week, um, it's going to be a great game. So I agree. Yeah, it's it's going to be a game that should be fun to watch. Uh, that uh, should pit two very equally comparable teams together, and that that's again that's that's beautiful competition right there. Wow. So Oregon State right now going into this game. I, I was I was uh, uh, sometimes I get updates on my Facebook where it says somebody made a comment in pure orange. Not that I follow pure orange a lot on there, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it popped one up this morning and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look and see what the responses are from last, last from the game. And mm-hmm. I go through the, all the posts and a vast majority of the people wrote, I'm disappointed, but damn, they played well. Yeah. You no. Know? And, and that seemed to be the, the common theme throughout was, um, was, you know, we were competitive. We played a great game. The The team has nothing to be disappointed with. And uh, this is just goes to show that we're going to have a great rest of the season. So, I mean, that was that it, it was everybody's comment in there. I mean, a good, good percentage. A lot of yeah. people bitched about lack of uh, penalties uh, being called by the refs. And it was a very low um, flag. Yeah. Game. You know, there there's one point where. Uh, an Oregon State receiver kind of got uh, there was a little bit of contact and and 
I was sitting beside Greg and he said, you know, the, you know, they should flag that. And I'm less, I kind of looked at him. I go, I don't have a problem with them not flagging that as long as that carries out through the game. Exactly. You know, you know? but, and the, I, I thought, I thought they were pretty good with their pass interference flags. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing egregious anyway. No, so no. The I one thing that, that they did blow though, there were a couple of, uh, blocks to the back on special teams. I did see those. And yeah. also too, there probably should have been some more delay of game penalties on uh, USC. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree on that one too, because there was a couple where you kind they of were given, they were given them a count after it went to zero. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was like, you know, three, two, one, zero. Okay. They got it off. I mean, that clock was at zero and they were getting it off and they weren't getting flagged for it. So. Yeah. They did get flagged a few times though for it. So yeah. But I, you anyways. know it, that, that to me delay a game is always just such a, a a stupid penalty. Yeah, it's just a waste. Yeah, yeah, waste mm-hmm. wasting the yards. Um, but for the most part, I you know I, I didn't think that the penalties were hellacious. No, no, you know I, either way. I, I, I know I, I know some I, people were bitching, but in the stadium yeah, watching it, it live, I didn't think there was, was a lot. There was a lot of I, there was a lot of holding going on. Whether that holding impacted us being able to penetrate the quarterback or the ball carrier. I don't know. Uh, a lot of times I think it was to penetrate the quarterback and well, but, but there was also, that was, and again, kind of going back to your fact that he's pretty nimble that our guys, even when they got to him, couldn't seem to wrap him up. Yeah. Well, and also too that Travis die, I think he was number 26 for USC, the running back, you know, he played for Oregon up until last year. Really? He's got he's the fifth highest rusher in Oregon history, and he bailed. Yeah, he's playing for USC this year. Well, and any reason why he would bail from being if he was such a good rusher? Did they have somebody better coming behind him? I don't know. I guess maybe he just wanted to go play at USC. Maybe he's tired of being a freaking duck. I don't know, but you know it's because his brother played at uh, Oregon too. Hmm. But you know, Die is a great. I mean, last year he led Oregon. I believe last year he led Oregon in rushing and receiving yards. That must have been a uh, shock to them to lose him. Had uh, rushed for 1,271 yards. Fifth in program history in rushing with 3,111. Sixth in total yards from scrimmage. Um, yeah, it looks like all it says. Hmm. So, anyways, and he's he's a good player. So, yeah. but if you look at that USC, they're all transfers. Really? Almost almost every one of those guys is transferred. Well, the one receiver that caught the uh caught the game winning touchdown, he won the Bolitnikoff Award last year. Hmm. He's the nation's best seat receiver. For who? Um I think he was from Yeah, Pittsburgh, Jordan Addison. Weird. Yep. And he transferred over to USC. Did USC give them likeness rights that they couldn't pass up? Who the hell knows anymore? But anyways, so there you go. Anyway, I've got a very good feeling about this week against Utah, but we got to get up and get early. Oh, at Beach, how was that tailgater on Saturday? It was, you know, well, I don't know, but I was deep frying my ass off the whole time. I thought it was excellent. Um, I, you know, I, so was this? Uh, you, you usually keep a bun count of how many, how many sandwiches you make. How many, Correct. how many sandwiches did you make? One hundred and forty-two. Okay. So we That's had buns. That's buns. But we actually went through a couple with no buns. Oh, okay. And some people eat two, don't they? Uh, I can't tell people. Yeah. 
So, so if we do that, is that the most you've ever done or have you done more in the past? Got to be pretty damn close. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, that was pretty good, good numbers. I, um, you know, I, I, th- I thought the pretzels and beer cheese went over amazingly well. Oh yes. I thought, uh, I thought that was fan fantastic. I, I didn't, I wasn't able to make the churros and the, uh, and the cookies. I tried one batch of cookies, but the problem is the, the, uh, the pretzels are at 375 to 400 and the cookies are at 300. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do both at the same time. So I elected to stay with the pretzels. Mm. So you can always change the temperature. It's hard to get it back up and get it back down. If I'm trying to switch it up. I think they make a pill for that. Yeah. But why would I need the pill? going to do anything with it anyway. <laughs> anyways, but anyways, great, great tailgater. Um, our next tailgater is actually Washington state in a couple weeks and we don't know exactly what we're making yet. Yeah. We were talking the, 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 the kind of the conversation was like either, uh, sliders with Cougar gold, Washington state's Cougar gold cheese, or possibly what we've done in the past was the Mac and cheese. Yep. You know, maybe we should see if any of our listeners would send us an email on that and, and help us pick. Well, I, I, we, we got to, one, we got to find out when the, Oh, when the game uh, is, when the game is. Cause that'll, that'll say a lot. What if it's a breakfast game? Well, if it's breakfast, we could do like a, a, uh, uh, frittata? A, a frittata or a scramble of mm-hmm. some sort, you know, some, or, or the other thing we can do is, and even though this is kind of, you know, mixing our, our, um, our, our teams, what, what is something that we like to make for Utah? Uh, the Mormon funeral potatoes. So we could make a cheesy potato casserole. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways we can go. But with that said, I think on Thursday, I'm going to run up to the Wazoo campus in Vancouver and buy mm-hmm. some Cougar gold. Okay. I got to think that's what I'm going to do. So. Oh, if you need me to do it, let me know. Cause I'm usually up to Vancouver usually once or twice a week. Okay. Well, we'll figure no. it out. The, the, okay. the, the, the bookstore is only open from 10 to 4, though. So, Okay, well, that's usually – well, yeah, a lot of times I get up there usually around 7 or 8 in the morning. Okay. Um, but uh, I can I can adjust my schedule as well. All right. Well, Beach, anything else to add this week? No, I think uh, I think that's all I got. Um, yeah. Hopefully this next week will be a perfect week um, because this year as hell wasn't. Yeah, but I, I'm still encouraged. It sucks. Mm-hmm. but I'm encouraged. It sucks, but I like the reaction of the players. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pissed. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes there was, a, there was, a t- was it last year or two years ago or three years ago now because of pandemic and I forget everything, but we had that one year where we lost a game and I felt like we lost our mojo for another year. You remember that? I can't remember what, what it was something that we should have had. It was Cal or Colorado. And, and then ultimately, it seemed like that, that plagued us for another week after, or maybe two weeks after. We, we had this monkey on our back that we couldn't get rid of. Well, uh, let's get ready for Utah, 11 a.m. Saturday morning. And until then, here's a great big Go Bees.
I said that sounded like it hurt. Yeah, my voice is a little beat up from yesterday. Jeez. I didn't even yell that much, but you know, when I yell, I really yell. Yeah. So I think that's what does it. It's it's not the it's not the longevity, it's the it's intensity. The, uh, exactly. All right. So are we about ready to go? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay, I can't believe we still do this shit. For our ten of fans. Yep. Not tens, just ten. <laughs> <laughs> but their loyalty is fantastic. Yeah. And Kyle. And <clears throat> is he a fan? What do we classify Kyle as? He's a he's a. F- Okay. <laughs> I gotta find something to read here, Beach. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write it down. Wow. I was doing it after cleaning up all day. You know, in Mexico, they don't call it Mexican Coke; they just call it Coke. Of course. <laughs> in Chinese food, they don't call it Chinese food, or in China, they don't call it Chinese food; they just call it food. <laughs> Huh. A drone stopped the game during it. Stopped the game? So somebody flew a drone into the stadium? Yeah, and they had to stop the game. I'm looking for something on the thing. That's a fun little tidbit of news. All right, so now it is time to look at our week number 12 preview. Week number 12? Sorry, Pac-12. <laughs> it is now time to look at our week number 5 preview. God. We're playing Stanford. Week 12. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, Beach. I like beer. <laughs> 